A reading from John 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen the glory, his glory, um, glory as only the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, we don't think of the prologue to John's gospel. That's what uh, we call the last passage that uh, Gus just read this evening as a Christmas story. John has none of the familiar trappings. No angels, no star, no manger, no shepherds, no wise men, no Herod, no gold, frankincense, nor myrrh. John has the word becoming flesh and moving into the neighborhood, as Eugene Peterson put it so memorably in the message translation. But this passage is just as much a part of Christmas as, as those other more familiar ones. Charles Wesley, the younger brother of, of John, the founder of uh, the Methodist movement, put uh, paraphrased John in his classic Christmas hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. He, he paraphrased John with these words, Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. See, Christmas doesn't just tell us something about God as, as essential, vital, indispensable as that is. John is saying that, that Christmas tells us something about the nature of the universe itself, really of the totality of reality. John identifies Jesus in the beginning as the Word, the Logos, which is a, a rich a word with many rich textures and, and complicated meanings, but in essence he's saying that, 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 that this Jesus who was born in, in Bethlehem in a manger is in some ways the organizing principle, the intelligence, the very mind of God that is the source of everything. John says as much, he says, all things were made through him and without him not anything uh, made that was made. 
In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. And so the claim of John is that on Christmas especially, we are to be awakened to something about the nature of reality itself. That, that everything, he, he states, comes from Christ. And so every aspect of, of creation in some way bears witness to his glory. This universe, John is saying, is alive with the glory of God. It, it pulsates and, and vibrates with his life and his light, his grace and his truth. We aren't a mistake, John is saying. We aren't here by accident. We aren't alone. We're known and, and we're loved from the very, very beginning all the way to the end. But the skeptical, even amongst the faithful, can say, well, isn't this just all pious wish casting? Christmas, you know, casts a spell on us with its story and its nostalgia, but don't we need a cold, hard dose of reality? You know, this is a, a nice tale we tell ourselves to distract us from the cold, hard truth that, that for many, life is simply nasty, brutish, and short. That, as uh, Richard Dawkins wrote, the universe we observe has precisely the properties we should expect if there is at bottom no design, no purpose, no evil, no good, Nothing but blind, pitiless indifference. Or as uh, Carl Sagan said, the cosmos is all there is, all there was, and all there ever will be. Now to such claims, the answer of, of John and of Christmas is nine. No. That the word became flesh and, and that this light from God is for everyone ought to cause us to reflect on, 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 on the reasons, on, on the logic of the Logos for our faith, our hope, and our love. What kind of God is it that would visit us in the person of Jesus Christ? Such a question, one commentator said, ought, ought to cause us to look upward to the heavens and outward at the world and inward at ourselves. Christmas, the, the word becoming flesh, reminds us that we have reason to believe. In fact, I believe that those reasons are overwhelming. In the beginning was the word. And so the origin of the universe rests in the will of God expressed through his word, his logos, his logic, his intelligence, his mind. You know, 14 billion years ago, give or take, it all starts with this explosion of energy. One might be tempted to say this is just an accident, just a, a brute fact, a happenstance, but sensitive souls have always considered that question. Why is there something rather than nothing to point us in the direction of a great mystery. I heard it said by someone that everyone 
believes in some kind of virgin birth, either 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem or 14 billion years ago at the beginning of the universe. The more we learn, the more incredible it is just how finely tuned everything is. It, it appears to be to supporting life like ours. The, the fact that, and, and here I am stepping outside of my depth, I'm, I'm relying on uh, Francis Collins, who recently just retired uh, as the director of the National Institute of Health. And in his book, the, the Language of God, he talks about how, you know, at, at the very beginning of the universe, there, there was just this slight asymmetry between matter and antimatter. And for every billion quarks, pairs of quarks and antiquarks, there was one extra quark out of every billion pairs. And without that asymmetry, the entire universe would have just dissolved into pure radiation. There's the seeming fine-tuning of, of the physical constants that have allowed the universe to keep on expanding at just the right rate. Stephen Hawking remarked that if the rate of expansion one second after the Big Bang had been smaller by even one part in 100,000 million million, a number that is too large for us to even comprehend, it says if the, the, the rate of expansion one second after had been smaller by even one part, the universe would have collapsed before it ever reached its present size. I could go on. Suffice to say that the more we understand the universe and how overwhelmingly unlikely it is, the more it seems to me to point us to the Logos, to the Word as our ultimate source. So that's looking upward, but then you look outward at the world, and it's, it, it's teeming with life, and it's incredible diversity. And here I'm really stepping out of my depth. Allie Gracia, she, she's the one who knows what she's talking about when it comes to all of this biological chemistry, you know. Um, and so I'm not going to say too much, so you don't have to fact check me afterwards. All that to say that isn't it amazing that this incredible diversity of life is all built on this capacity for cells to reproduce themselves according to a particular genetic code, code which is literally expressible in code, a form of information. And isn't it incredible that, that you know, these vaccines have been developed using this novel platform, using messenger RNA, and we're, it's just like we're inserting little bits of code into our body to teach it to recognize a particular feature of the coronavirus. It's just incredible that behind all life is this biological chemistry with this encoded nature. It's just striking. It's incredible. How could the organic have emerged from the inorganic? That's a question that's just as haunting in its own way, maybe if not more so, than the question of why is there something rather than nothing. For the Christian, though, it makes sense because in him, in the Logos, there was life. So that's looking outward to a world full of life, which is itself reflective of the divine intelligence. And it says that life was light for all people. And here, finally, we look inward. And one of the striking features of being a human being is our consciousness. That we are aware of our existence. We are aware of something called our self. Exactly what we need to think and worship and pray and love and learn and judge. Right? What kind of universe is it that would give rise to beings like us? 
Nothing, then something. The inorganic and then the organic. Life and then human consciousness. Each step seemingly more unlikely than the previous. And yet, against literally astronomical odds, here we are. Now, thinking of it sends a shiver down my spine. But then I look at John chapter 1, and I see the deep truth that the source of all that is and was and ever will be is the Word. And all of this is so that the Word could become flesh and dwell among us, full of grace and truth. And so the Hallmark card cliche is true. Jesus is the reason for the season. But he's also the reminder that this season is about reason. The compelling and overwhelming reasons for us to believe that we aren't a mistake or an accident. That behind everything, there isn't blind, pitiless indifference. Something which I think very, very, very few people actually believe. But Jesus Christ who came to show us things as they really are. Who came to show us who we really are. Who came to save us from all in this universe and this world and and in ourselves that is not right. Who shows us that we are never alone and that even in the midst of darkness, there is still a guiding light. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.